Hello, women take stock, ladies. Welcome to the end of season one. Woohoo! We did it. <laughs> we made it. We made it. <laughs> How many episodes have we done? Quite a few. It's in the teens. Nice, nice. And we have quite a few more followers and listeners, and that's really, really exciting. I think we're at a place where we we weren't really sure we were going to get here. I don't know if we were 100% sure we were going to be a full-fledged podcast. It's literally been a journey where each week has unfolded. We didn't know what was going to happen with our investments, our learning curve. The market. The market. So... (laughs) It's been a roller coaster in a lot of ways, but it's so exciting to arrive at this place. And we've gotten some great feedback and some stories from some listeners. So we'll be sharing some of those as well. And they've been really inspiring. Yes. So should we start the show? Let's do it. We are four friends all at different places in our financial and personal lives looking to pull back the curtain on the seemingly mysterious, often testosterone-driven world of stock investing. And if four women without business degrees can figure out the market as a side hustle, well, so can you. Us as we learn the basics, buy, sell, scratch our heads, hold our breath, commiserate, and celebrate, hopefully more of the latter. We aren't experts, so please note that this podcast is for general information purposes only. That said, we are hoping to make a little or a lot of money doing this. And if money is power, well, we want some of that too. We need some new music from Tula. Okay, let me see if I can come up with something for the finale. Dun, da, 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 (laughs) da. That's awesome. That's great. Well, so ladies, let's talk a little bit about where we are right now, maybe how we got here and how the whole last year has played into our portfolios and how we're feeling. How are we feeling right now about where we, I'll let one of you guys start and then I'll chime in with my side. I will start. I have to say it's been, it's been, it's been a real rollicking ride. I've learned so much. I think one of the most important things for me is I've become a more careful reader and observer of Mm -hmm. market and business. I've been testing myself. I make a little prediction and write it down and see if it comes true. And that's been really good at both teaching me things when I'm wrong, but also building my confidence when I'm right. Yay. Yay. Yeah. I mean, that's something you would have done like three, five, 10 years ago. No, right? No. no. And I think also, I guess for me over our first season, I realized that my investing has a combination of long-term investments. Companies, I think in five years, are just going to be bananas in terms of their valuation and what my investments will get out of it. And other ones where I'm happy to take a little ride and then cash in. And I've had a couple of those where, you know, it's a little bit frustrating when they continue to go up after you've sold. But as my mother has said to me, um, who's one of the first people I knew who was really seriously investing. She's like, yeah, don't even think about it. I mean, after you've sold it. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's great. Yeah. It's true. So, yeah, yeah. I think taking, taking gains along the way to, I realized is for me and my style and my nervousness that really helps because I feel like I can bank some, which gives me more confidence in the money I still have in the market to be, to be a bit more assertive or aggressive or experimental? For my part, um, I will have to say that, JJ, you were talking about 
you're feeling more confident in when you could sell and buy. And for me, I've learned how to not get so reactive when Mm. things go up and down. And like the other day I sold some of my crypto and just to break even. And I think, you know, six months ago I would have been like, Oh, I didn't make any money. But this time I was like, you know what? I broke even and that's okay. And this was a learning process. And so I've been able to emotionally regulate myself better over the last year. That's great. I, you know, I feel similarly. I think um, that adrenaline rush, that wild ride was exciting and it inspired doing research and learning more and recognizing the learning curve that I'm on. Um, but yeah, you kind of can get stuck in this little hamster wheel of excitement and kind of regret of making a bad decision and that whole idea of like, looking back, which I think is something that I've learned not to do, or I've tried really hard not to do. <laughs> um, but I, I think over time too, I also learned the lesson of don't invest money you don't have to lose. So I appreciate uh, that I was yeah. able to recognize that over time. Yep. That was one of our first mantras, right? Is to don't invest something you can't afford to lose. Yeah. yeah, And then things kind of got a little tighter and I I was able to make a smart decision and not be one of those people, you know, on Reddit or on the New York Times. (laughs) (laughs) Human loses all life savings in stock market. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's interesting too, because right now the market is just so like, what's happening? Oh, great question. What is happening? It's an interesting moment, right? So I feel like I haven't had a lot of time to monitor my investments because I've been working and, you know, summer craziness, but um, I guess that's okay because no one knows, no one knows what's happening. The only pattern that I've seen is this inverse relationship between regular stocks and crypto. It's almost, I feel now like I'll see regular stocks going up and and I think to myself, you know, crypto's in the red if this is on the green and ultimately it is. So I'm really curious about that inverse relationship. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not always like that, but at least nine times out of 10, if my regular holdings are going up, crypto's going down and vice versa. Have you guys noticed that at all? Um. I've just been noticing crypto going down, 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 and I haven't been paying as much attention as you have to that relationship, but I have noticed, um, yeah, Yeah, the the stock market kind of does this up, down, up, down thing that the crypto market wasn't following. (laughs) JJ, you you are more, I think, in tune with the the news and interest rates. Can we tap into your brain for observations (laughs) on that? Yeah, I think... What I feel like when I read the news lately, we had the in the deep of the pandemic, this kind of flight to crypto, and it was just going mad. And all the all the coverage was, it's amazing, it's changing the world, or, oh, don't get used to it, it's going to go horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess some of the moves by China and some other countries in trying to restrict crypto, there's a natural knot to it. Um, mm-hmm. And even the all the talk about interest rates, 
a lot of doom saying about, oh, the market is now turning and interest rates are going up and everything's changing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even tech's going to be slowing. And then we just saw this past week, basically all the big tech giants beating estimates and going, you know, great guns. So I have to say, I think this kind of taking stock and um, taking stock of our whole year, but also taking stock of the the news and everything, it's just so important to take it with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. And that's something, again, I've learned over this last year. The coverage, it's about a news cycle, not necessarily a business cycle. I mean, I, I, you know, I still hold pins, Pinterest, which I love and I think is a business is great. It really is. Yeah, this week it beat earnings estimate. I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. I should. I will when I'm, you know, (laughs) in season two, I'll always know the numbers. But uh, it beat earnings estimate, but it missed its numbers on increase of users. So the users it has, it is um, monetizing more effectively. Mm. But this morning I checked in, it was down 17%. That, and that seems crazy at, at, because it's all about this focus on growth, 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 and this crazy mm-hmm. growth that we have become conditioned to expect from tech companies. I'm getting a little granular and away from our whole... uh, No, I think that's a great example, though. Yeah, and so for me, it made me a little mad. And I did did feel, thinking about it this morning, like, hey, Pins is on sale. Maybe I should get some more because I think... Oh, good. I love that you felt that. I was just about to ask you, so did you sell? (laughs) Did you panic sell? Dana's ear in my voice. It's on sale. (laughs) <laughs> but I think I think this idea that we are going through a time that you don't have to be an extremely experienced investor to be a wise investor and think, are things changing in the way we think about certain companies, whether mm-hmm. that's their green credentials or how they're using our data mm-hmm. or how they're growing, all those things. And so for me, I, I looked at that and I thought, you know, Maybe in five years, we're not going to be looking at insane growth as the best measure of a tech company. What a great observation. Yeah, we'll be looking at the relationship they have with their users. Or we'll be looking at how many followers they have on whatever the new Instagram is. Just kidding. (laughs) Exactly. And it better be a gazillion. Otherwise, it's worthless. But you're, oh, it's interesting what you're saying about these different markers for success. It's, it's, I think that's important to pay attention to the bigger picture. And, you know, fundamentally, growth is meeting different markers for success. Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe pens was focused on their, their earnings. And now they'll shift over to you can't have everything all at once. Right. Um, but it's interesting, Jen, you talk about how you shifted your mindset to oh, pins is on sale. Like I've in the last couple of months shifted my mindset as well, because I haven't had the time to check my investments and monitor them regularly. Trust your instincts. That's amazing. That's great. What a good place to be. Yeah. I've learned that um, you can approach your own investments with a different outlook, depending on where you're at personally, financially, most exciting of all is we've we've ha- gotten other women on board 
with um, investing and learning along with us. And Yay! Yay! And we have proof of that in the people who have reached out to us through our website, through Instagram and Facebook. I just, I, I love it. I'm so excited to have heard from the people that we've heard from. And I love that we've been supporting women. Um, can we, I think we should do some shout outs. Let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to start. Uh, we have a Deborah G. I'm not going to use any last names just to like keep uh, anonymity. But one of my favorite things that she said is that she's decided to start adulting, which oh, okay. makes me so happy for her. She hadn't invested in her entire life. Her husband took care of all the finances. They got a divorce recently. I believe she's in her 50s, early 60s. And she something about our podcast that she came across when she was kind of like sad scrolling at one point in one of her <laughs> evenings. And she came across this and other things that really inspired her to like, you know what, I'm going to get a grip. I'm going to take charge of my life and feel empowered. And she said, you're all amazing. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you Deborah so much. We're so happy to have you with us. Yes. Thank you, Deborah. Thanks, Deborah. Who else do we have, guys? I liked... Another Deborah, Deborah F., who also said, I'm learning right along with you. And I love that she said, I made my daughter start listening too. Oh, so uh, it is a family affair. That speaks to me uh, because my, my mother has been urging me to start investing, you know, for probably a, more than a decade. And uh, now I'm finally listening to her. So it's a win for my mom. <laughs> And for Deborah F, maybe. And for Deborah F, yeah. And so, and Deborah F says, you know, the way you present the material is so relatable. Investing is really exciting. And we totally <laughs> agree. It's exciting to have that mindset, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't think I had that mindset until, yeah, the majority of my life. I don't think I ever would have agreed with that statement. And now I do. <laughs> and I'm glad she does too. <laughs> we actually have some, um, some followers in the UK as well. It was great to see for me since I'm based part of the year in the UK. Um, Larissa, I think she's slightly younger than we are, which is great. 24. <laughs> yes. Uh, but she said, I've never felt so hopeful after knowing that I'm not so out of the loop as I thought. And I've already binged all of the podcast episodes. Hurrah. More of that. We're a binge. We're binge worthy, you guys. We're binge worthy. Yeah, we're a binge, a binge listener. Wow. Uh, but she says, from the bottom of my heart, I feel so empowered by your stories and motivated that I started investing all by myself. Larissa, wow. you're not by yourself. You're with us. Right. We're all in this together. Oh, that's yeah. really sweet. I'm oh, so happy to hear that. that. Those, it's, so, it's so gratifying because, you know, that's one of the reasons why we started this podcast together, right? Is that we felt like, let's support each other. We don't know a lot. Well, Dana, you you know more than the rest of us, but it just takes somebody who's a little bit further along in the process. Come on, come along with me. Well, I want to give you guys credit too, though, because I mean, you came to me just because I told you, oh, I did this thing and I know some things about investing, but you were, you wanted to step into that arena. You know, I wouldn't have been here participating in this podcast if you hadn't had the inspiration and motivation to learn more. 
So inspired and motivated by you. It's like a full circle. <laughs> right. I want to do one more shout out to one of our original listeners who I heard from, I think after our first episode named LA girl, Erica, and just Hi, Erica. Yay, Erica. Thanks for, Hi, Erica. for being part of our journey. And just want to give you a shout out and tell you how happy you are that you're listening to us and uh, want you to continue to listen to us in the future. Dun, dun, dun. Yay. Um, one other thing I want to mention is that during this whole journey, I started out in massive debt and we, I talked about it in some of the earlier episodes. I am now out of debt. That just goes to show you that you can get out of debt and invest at the same time. Like it's not an either or scenario. And that is something they said for a long time. Susie Orman, some other really, really well-known investing advisors and professionals Mm -hmm. really always said, don't even think about investing until you pay all your debt and you have your three month emergency fund. Well, peeps. Yeah. Yeah, You don't have to be investing thousands and thousands of dollars to get started because you you also want to learn with a smaller amount. So you can make mistakes and not feel, you know, as women, we're always like beating ourselves up about not doing everything perfectly. So when you start with a small amount, you can, the, the mistakes are part of the success. That's part of the learning. Great point. <laughs> and completely factual and true. Yeah. Not fake news. <laughs> Not fake news. I wanted to um I wanted to talk about or ask y'all about this kind of so we've been talking about stepping up to investing. Mm. But what about this kind of stepping back? Tuli, you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. I think that that is as important. Well, obviously stepping up is important and learning and diving in, but stepping back to quote unquote, take stock and to also allow yourself that time as women, we're multitasking in so many different ways. And both of you are moms. I don't know how you do it, but (laughs) you know, this idea of stepping back and kind of allowing yourself the space, and then you can come back refreshed and maybe with a slightly different perspective and kind of ready to dive in again. So this idea of uh, being an active investor, I think it's exciting to learn, but it doesn't mean that you're like on the trading floor every day, every moment. There's no right or wrong way. And I think we have to allow for a lot of different paths. Um, What about you, JJ? Do you, how do you feel about the stepping back? Uh, I feel like I felt guilty about it for a long time. Oh, interesting. I should be doing it. That's such a female mindset, right? Like old school female, like, I'm sorry, apologize. Oh no, I shouldn't be doing that. Or, oh, I'm such a quitter. Right. Uh, Oh, I feel so bad. I'm like a financial loser. (laughs) (laughs) And so, uh, so yeah, coming to grips with the fact that Sometimes in the ebb and flow of life, I have lots of time to be thinking about it and devoting time to it. And sometimes other life just takes over. And unfortunately, it also means coming to terms with, there have been some stocks I feel like I've put them on a watch list. I haven't felt like I had the time to really 
research them like I wanted to. And then, you know, they took off. And I think mm-hmm. if I'd had the time, but also guess what? I didn't have the time. It wasn't that I, I didn't know the opportunity didn't exist. It was, that was a measured, that was a measured decision I made not to get in without doing my due diligence. Mm-hmm. And so be it. And, but and then, so the takeaway from that though, your intuition was correct. Your research was well-based and your, your conclusions were accurate. So, okay, you didn't make a million dollars on it, but hey, you knew what you were talking about. So next time you have ammunition for your next, your next purchase. That's true. That's a confidence builder that even though you didn't go in for the kill, so to speak, <laughs> you, you can trust that instinct in the future. And, and you know what? listen, it could have gone the other way too. You could have said, there have probably been instances where you've said, oh, I don't have time to research that. So I'm not going to purchase anything. And then it went south. Mm. Right? Yeah. So it can go both ways. Um, well, and this goes back to our, our episode we, we did with Frank Murtha, where he said, people get freaked out, but good stock investments are like buses. There'll be another one along soon. So go back and listen. Psychology is a huge part of investing. I mean, psychology is really a huge part of everything where, <laughs> where humans interact on any level. Uh, but yeah, go back and listen. And another shout out to Frank Martha. One of the things you were talking about is, you know, feeling guilty and kind of beating yourself up for not, you know, being on the ball. And I just wrote an article about the science of self-compassion And what's interesting is, first of all, it's not something that we are used to doing for ourselves. We're used to doing it for others. But people who practice self-compassion are actually more goal-oriented and more motivated. And so when you cut yourself some slack, it's not like you're letting yourself off the hook. It's not like you're becoming selfish and indulgent. It's actually allowing yourself to feel like, you know what, I'm human. And then when you come out of that, you actually feel more motivated. So I think it's a good thing to address that guilt and to work through it. So you get to the other side of it. Yeah. So I guess we are, I'm, I'm, I'm excited and sad to wrap up season one because. And, and it's sad. We're having to wrap up without Jen. I know without our other co-host, Jen, who was, I will, let's give her a shout out for being the person who made the actual logistics of the podcast happen. The producer technical aspects of it. Yeah, right. Editor and producer extraordinaire. Fantastic. Thanks. <laughs> she will be back with us in season two. We're, we're taking August uh, hiatus through August. Yes. And our expectation is to be back in September. Women take stock. It's been amazing. Thank you for this journey. Thank you for being part of it and supporting me and letting us support each other. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, season two, will be back to hopefully inspire more, learn more. And we've got some great surprises coming up. We do. We have some great guest plans. So it'll be our millionaire year. Yes, <laughs> or at least our ten thousand year year. <laughs> yeah, I just have to say, uh, legal legal disclaimer: that is not a promise of returns earned. Or <laughs> right, and this podcast is not giving any advice, financial advice whatsoever. Right, listen to us, be inspired by us, but do not hold us accountable. <laughs>
<laughs> legally or emotionally. <laughs> Exactly. Well, we right. we are we love all of our our listeners out there. We're with you in spirit, and we hope everyone has a safe, enjoyable summer. And we'll be back in the fall. Great. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.